Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me as always is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hello. Welcome to 2024. Yeah, we're not quite there yet. <laughs> we're not quite there at recording time, but, uh, you know. We'll be there. By the time this releases, uh, I think I think we'll be in the new year, right? Well, the previous episode was, so I, this should definitely be. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, we're just going to jump into some click pitch, I think. We're going to go back to yeah. the old standard. Uh, this is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us, and on the count of three, two, one, click, we're each going to get a new word. Uh, throw it at each other and make a game design out of it. So, sounds great. Let's do it. Three, two, one, click. Three, two, one, click. Perfectionist. Guarantee. Ooh, guaranteed perfectionist mm, or perfectionism guaranteed. Perfection guaranteed. Um. Okay. So, like, what sort of things in a game would you need to be like a perfectionist at? I mean, anything metal, m- medical, you want to kind of, mm. that needs to be kind of mm. perfect. Um, is this like a, because <laughs> I feel like when you, if you see like perfection guaranteed, it's, it's a, a hard sell. It's like a marketing thing. Yeah. Are you some sort of almost back alley surgeon to start off with? And it's like building up <laughs> through. Oh Building up your business, your private medical practice. Yeah. Okay. This is a game specifically for the Apple Pencil. Like, okay. So kind of, kind of like, um, you know, the trauma. Yes, on the like the uh, DS. on the DS and yeah. the Wii. Um, you know, I, I've. It's the new age. We yeah. can we can. It's drawing tablets and it's and I mean, it's, it's you know the iPad the only and, thing. Yeah, like what has a stylus these days? Pretty much just the Apple Pencil. <laughs> Apple Pencil and anyone with a drawing tablet. Yeah. Like, yeah. it works on PC, but only if you've got the drawing tablet. If you've got the drawing tablet, yeah. Because it, I it mean, I needs- I guess you try playing with the mouth. Oh, well, it needs what, pressure sensitivity. It needs pressure sensitivity. Because uh, I love the idea of you push too hard and you're going to cut too deep. Mm, so mm. you can actually get a, a bit of gameplay out of, you know, a drawing tablet and, and also- Yes. The iPad. Yes. Okay. I like this. Uh, I feel like when you start, your tools are very crude. Yes. And so... It's a butter knife. (laughs) But that adds additional limitations of like the straighter your slices, the better with that. Because if you kind of curve, it doesn't have the the, the level of, of sharpness to... To curve with you. Yeah, to kind of curve So it's going to tear at the flesh tear. a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we can we can simulate that. We can have some good flesh tearing. Oh, definitely. Physics. Definitely. Mm. Um, what I'm loving about this so far is that it does have, you know, a very stylized feel. Like you already yeah. can sort of see it in your mind, exactly how yes. it would actually yeah. play out. You know, you've got you got the uh, generic so- story sort of heading heading on, and it's sort of like the things that you're dealing with are originally are like simple things like appendectomies and yeah, like bullet wounds. Yeah, bullet wounds and yeah, the sorts of things that you need to go to an unlicensed 
<laughs> Backyard. Stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> you got stabbed and, you know, effectively you're, you're getting in there, tying off the vessels. And yeah, yeah. Suturing up and... <laughs> do we do we do the the good old you know crisscross suture thing that you oh, used definitely. to have? And- yeah, um, you just scribble as far as, <laughs> as you can. Or yeah, I mean, I guess it depends how in depth you want to go with. Because like, like if you're really leaning into the pressure sensitivity, I could see the suturing being inter- interesting. Where it's like you push harder to do like the in thread, like through the skin. Mm-hmm. But then you and need then, to let let off to like bring it across, and you sort of so you do have to be a bit more. You have to have a bit more finesse with it. Yeah, you can't just do the old scribble because if you do the scribble, you're just like you're basically tearing into their tearing skin, skin with a skin. with a hooked hooked needle or whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay, and you can lightly pull, and it just sort of all pulls together. And yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Your light touches are basically like. Not even through the skin. That's when you're just, you know, moving. you're pulling the thread. You're pulling the thread. Yeah, you push harder to actually like dig it in. It's it's kind of actually where a drawing tablet. I'm not sure whether the Apple Pencil works like this, but I know the drawing tablet can actually, you know, when you take it off. Oh yeah, you can still got, move the mouse. Yes, like yeah, and that's where that yeah. would actually be really fun to actually play with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there haven't been. Any games, games that use that. I mean, just because there's not yeah. a big enough Audience, user base. Fuck. I, I absolutely love it. Like Game Jam game. Game Jam game. Like Interesting peripheral. Interesting peripheral. It's, it'll work better with a screen, but it, you can also use just any tablet. Like you've. I just got one for Christmas, essentially. Yeah. That's got a screen, so that would be interesting to try. Yeah, I've got one too. Yeah. Like. Well, we won't have a, we won't have an interesting <laughs> game jam thing here. It's not where we were thinking of going this year, but okay, cool. Okay, but whether it's this one or or just using the the mechanic of the and and seeing what else you can do with the drawing, yeah, drawing pad, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. We're going off on a tangent here. Uh, personal personal goals <laughs> for our game jam, but I think let's. Let's leave it there, and we'll we'll move on. Yeah, and, and we'll let you know in a in a few weeks or in a month. Uh, oh, it's, it's coming up fast. Yeah, whether we manage <laughs> to do that. All right, three, two, one, click. Three, two, one, click. Robin, geologist. Okay. 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 So the geologist has just been mugged. <laughs> There's something okay, about is this that. A, like, is this Batman's Robin? Well, I'm thinking the Robin was they got robbed, as in they got Oh, mugged. Robin. This is okay. Okay. Yeah. You could use that. The word I got was R O B I N, like the bird, but I know. all right. <laughs> <laughs> the geologist got robbed yeah. in a Robin. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. What did they steal? Oh, they had some really nice quartz crystals. Uh huh. Um, and a brand new type of rock. A new type of rock. That's really valuable. Well, they think it, it could be valuable. Like no one's ever seen it before. Like so, I mean, it's I think a, in, it's in and of itself, priceless. Probably, yeah, it's priceless because there literally is no price to put on it. No, um, there's no market for it. And okay, so you've got to then do some like digging into, you do know, some digging, <laughs> some some literal digging into. Into rock. That's how, that's how it starts. Yeah. Like you're digging, you you uncover this new new type of rock mm-hmm. that looks kind of quartzy on the outside till it cracks open, and it's like oh, it's like 
iridescent and well, and I think, I think colors you've never seen before. I think it's actually kind of like you know in Pulp Fiction when they open up the right. the briefcase and it you just shines in their face. See, you yeah. never actually see it, but yep. it's like you see it on the on his face and like the like eye just goes wide. And and it's like, oh yeah. my god, yeah, so good. Okay, so uh, do we need a lot of like rock based gameplay then in this? Are you digging things up or are you, you selecting the right type of rock to throw at things? Yeah, but for some reason in my head, it's now just a Boulder Dash clone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's take that. What could you do with a modern Boulder with Dash. modern Boulder Dash game mechanics, which is a lot about like digging under things and letting them fall. Yes. Uh, I mean, that was mainly it. That was mainly it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, your first step is is potentially a three D playing field. I feel like it's probably been done, but I don't know. Like, how would you actually see what's above? Um, true. I mean, I okay. guess it depends okay. on... Okay, here's how you can do it. Mm. VR. Yeah. On on your, um, on your palm like, on your pa- palm or on your controller, you've got a, a vertical slice. Oh, So you okay. can you can see, see when you... See what's above you? See what's above you and you see where you are. <laughs> sort of the, t- the 2D view... But mm. you're in 3D and you can you can switch it around to, to a different thing. To horizontal or vertical as well or something. Or Yeah. That's interesting. The other way I was thinking was almost a scanner sombre sort of thing of like oh God, revealing. That, that game gave me fucking nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor literally jumped. <laughs> um, Flinched. That part of the game where all of a sudden, you know, you're scanning and you see. Like, like a human figure. The human figure. And then you look away and you look back and they're not there anymore. Yeah. And it's like, they're there in front of you. And that's when I stopped playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of the game so much until then. Yeah. I mean, that means it worked. No, it worked I well. never went back to it. I well, wanted to. I yeah, don't even. paid for it, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> True. The game did what it was supposed to do, though. It just creeped you out. Oh, it's so much so. Like. What a great idea for a VR game. Like, and it wasn't even originally VR. Like, it was originally mm. a, a 2D game. Mm. Maybe I could go back and play it in 2D. <laughs> <laughs> VR is just, it's a little bit too personal. It's too visceral. I mean, I can't play fucking zombie attack games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in VR because, yeah, it, it's too in your face. Yeah. But Very what I was so. thinking from the Scanner Sombra thing was more about just like, you have a way to to scan the types of rocks, like what the blocks are or whatever, the types of rocks that are yeah. above the tunnels and that sort of thing. And maybe with like a distance, like so that then you're not just, so that you can see like further away a bit, mm-hmm. you've got a, like a distance kind of thing. And then, yeah, it's all about uh, strategically digging. Yeah. As the things have like fall. Yeah. Yeah, oh. and having because I think Boulder Dash had that thing where like you dig out the thing and it'd have a mo- you'd have a moment before it would fall, didn't you? Or I think um, some of those games did, so you could kind of like dig and run past it and it would fall behind. Yeah, you, you or- could de- you could definitely push push a boulder mm-hmm. and your head would actually hold it fine, and then right, the second yes. you moved forward, yes. But if it fell from more than a block height, yeah. then it would kill you. <laughs> that might be tricky to do in VR. I guess you could just have an indicator of what's on your head. <laughs> Basically. Just don't, it says do not duck. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. He's balancing it there. Or it's a peripheral in it. <laughs> it goes around your neck and it just crushes you. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, we're getting onto peripherals. That means three, two, one, <laughs> Countdown. Unfastening. <laughs> unfastening countdown. Countdown okay. to the unfastening. So, what are you unfastening? <laughs> I think both of our minds went to the same place, and we should probably avoid it. <laughs> All right, is this okay? I'm thinking now a seatbelt that you get oh, that you okay. unfasten. Okay. Mm. Countdown to unfastening seatbelt. The other thing I was thinking was like some sort of cargo or like some sort of strapped down, you know, strapped closed uh, container. Yep. Okay, so you're on a flight and your whole your whole thing is to keep this cargo tight. Mm. And unfortunately, they rather than buying new straps that would actually stay fastened, they thought it was actually cheaper to hire you to go the entire flight and make sure that they're tight at all times. So right. you you're sort of like it's a plate balancing yeah. game oh, of I I I was what can we go can we make an entire game where the only verbs are fasten and unfasten? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's not just one thing that you're necessarily doing, but it's literally the only way you can interact with the world. You have to find something to fasten or unfasten. So like buttons, belts, straps. You could you could then take it in another way at one part of the game, whereas like you fasten something and it just makes it quicker. It makes it faster. <laughs> and then you unfasten you it and it makes it slower. Word, yeah. Like you can start playing around with that. Yep. That point of view. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fun. Yeah. I like that. Now, whether we could actually write <laughs> puzzles or challenges <laughs> um, in that way. But it feels almost like another VR thing, like a little, a small VR experience, almost like a, mm-hmm. uh, I think you die or something where it's just about finding things to unfasten. Well, and actually what could be interesting in VR, because that gives you some sort of analog control. Like if you unfasten something and, and things start spilling out or something, but you've got control over how much you've moved it to like yep. open that thing. It's a beanbag. I'm just I'm picturing all the beans yeah, just spilling out yeah, onto your face. Unfastening a beanbag, <laughs> totally. But that then that's part of the the gameplay as well is holding something in place for the right amount of time before you refasten it, or like letting things out. Yeah, fast enough. Oh, I, I what I what I can see with the beanbag scene is that you know effectively you're working for like a a scientist or something, mm. and he's got you know this automatic beanbag filler that. He goes, oh no, it's getting it's getting too full, and I, I can't switch it off. So you just have to open it up a little bit, so you unfast it a bit, <laughs> and all these beams are coming flying out. But if you if you go too too far, it's like, oh now it's, now it's not the perfect amount. So now you got to fasten it yeah. back up and let it fill up a bit more. And <laughs> is there some sort of like story reason why you can only fasten up and fasten? Are you a robot that was created yeah. with only that functionality? Yeah. But you've gained sentience. You're effectively the, the butter robot yeah. from, from Rick and from Morty. From Rick and Morty, but you're the fastening, unfastening yeah. robot. Yeah. What is my purpose? <laughs> you fasten and you unfasten. <laughs> 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 um, 
is the last scene of the game you managed to like break out of your programming and and do something different and do something different i think yeah that that comes from the fact that you you took you know unfastened and fastened to mean other things throughout, right, the, throughout yeah. the game as you learn that's like a that's the the crack in in the in of your programming that you managed to eventually burst through then and yeah and you pick something up <laughs> so you opening something just means yeah. okay i'm unfastening it because i'm i'm opening it up and i'm closing it oh, so i'm fastening it right, so, so like I, i'm i'm going to talk now by quickly fastening and unfastening my mouth <laughs> <laughs> it's just you re reevaluating, recontextualizing re- everything as as fastened and unfastened. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, that's really funny. So if you think of fasting is where you mm-hmm. don't eat, so unfastening is what um, you're eating. Fastening. <laughs> yep. Yep. That makes perfect sense. Alright, three to one click. Yeah. Escalation. Prompter. Ooh. So, I mean, I immediately went to a teleprompter. Yeah. Uh, I do like the idea of something escalating across the course of like a broadcast of some kind, which I, I think we've had similar yep. things before, but. I kind of like the idea of a game where you play the person in charge of the teleprompter. Yeah. Rather than rather than the person reading from the teleprompter, mm-hmm. because that's kind of boring. Um but you could actually have more fun with, you know, having to put certain words in certain orders and, you know, assign it from one person to another and making sure that, you know, um, anchor one, anchor two, you know, they're, they're getting equal amounts of stories. That Well, and I think doing things like making sure the teleprompter is moving at the speed that they're talking and, like, that it's up to the right spot could be really interesting Yeah, to keep that going. And whether you need to re- quickly rewrite stuff that's later in the script during live broadcast because something's changed, but you still have to keep that teleprompter like going at, a, at enough of a rate that they're getting through it. Yep. And they will read literally. It's kind of like Anchorman where they will read. Yeah. Everything on put. on the teleprompter. You got that question mark in the wrong wrong position. It, it'll be a question. <laughs> I love that as a good use of like text to speech. Yeah. In the game as well, that you can literally type anything <laughs> and it will and they will read it out. But I I like the idea of the um you know, anchor one getting annoyed that anchor two got all the all the fluff pieces this time and they, mm. they want to seem personable and anchor two getting annoyed because they didn't get enough of the actual, you know, um critical news stories or the yeah. hot news, you know, breaking yeah. news sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, definitely playing with that relationship there between the anchors off screen and then they just go immediately into like their on-screen mode and you don't see any of it because they're professionals. And, oh, the, <laughs> there's something about having one of them sick one day and you get someone else come in and they ad-lib. Like, oh, God, they keep going off script. Yeah. Yeah. And they may say something that's coming up and it's like, oh, you can't have them repeat it again, so you've got to take it out of right, right. further on. and that's Yeah, that's kind of fun, especially if, again, you take bits of a script that your player has written <laughs> <laughs> and somehow mix that up. Because I, I picture, like, I don't think you'd just have the player write a whole script, obviously. It'd be like write a funny interjection or write, you know, the headline of the new story about this or, you know, those. Yep. So you'd know the context of it in the game. 
And then, yeah, you can play with moving that around from, yeah, an ad libber who got hold of the script beforehand, likes to read the script so that they can yeah. do their own thing. Yeah, there's something about it that just, I don't know, just make, makes it uh, feel like there's a lot a lot there that you, mm. could, you could definitely play with and, and further go further with, you know, then you're dealing with sport later on. Like, you've got these yeah, other headlines. different topics, you're different, like, genres of news, as it were. Um, you could have a whole story of, like, you start off as a hard-hitting news place, but you're going more and more into you know, Fox News-esque entertainment, you know, news, <laughs> false news, not telling them, you know, propaganda. Um, I do like the idea of, for the most part, that a lot of these things are actually already pre-written. Yes. And you just sort of slot them in, in place. But then there's occasional that you have to, like, correct the grammar or, mm. you know, mm. you can do little changes. You don't want to be able to type in anything because you don't want this text-to-speech program, you know. Going off the rails. And going off the rails and... You know, yeah, all of, saying, mean, all, sure. all of a sudden saying all this, you know, right-wing stuff. Uh, yes. Uh, but, uh, I mean, if you're doing it for real, you'd certainly have to limit things. You yeah. have to be very careful with any sort of user-generated content. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in general, I like that idea of of playing with that so that you can have... Because, I mean, text-to-speech can get so fucking good yeah. now. I mean, just think about Dr. Sabatso. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a come a long way since that sound blaster packing. Oh yeah. All right, three, two, one, click. Mm-hmm. Puddle. Typhoon. Oh. Okay. Uh, I mean, my mind went to like a mini storm in a puddle, like some sort of mini miniature world. But unless this is puddles left after a typhoon. Mm-hmm. Because a typhoon's what it is? It is sort of like a hurricane, like a hurricane-ish yeah. thing. Is it specifically over the ocean or something? I don't know if that's or near the ocean. I think it's tropic. It's definitely right. tropical. Yeah, like it's very stormy. It's very yeah. like high winds and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like effectively, it I think it's puddles involved. I think it is just <laughs> another word for for it a may hurricane. Be. Uh, yeah, yeah, it it's probably yeah. You know, we we will treat it as such. It's a synonym. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is this some sort of game where you're having to build structures to withstand typhoons? I know. I, I'm, I'm kind of liking the idea of what about rescue effort after a typhoon? Mm. Mm. Like humanitarian mm-hmm. aid and, and having to come in and, and sort of rescue people from collapsed buildings. and Yeah, like floods and stuff. They're like on top of their houses. Okay. I mean, that could make for, um, like, a, a very dramatic yeah. sort of game. Like, I'm picturing the the game version of, you know, a hospital drama or, a, yeah, like a rescue drama, like mm-hmm. shows like that that exist. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, often in those sorts of games you need, or those sorts of stories, it's, of, it's about the characters, it's about the relationships. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be interesting to have it in an episodic kind of fashion even um, to mimic those a little bit and to have those arcs of, you know, the... Getting to know the first responders and... Yeah, and, and that the main, like the main gameplay 
is resolved, like there's a, that's the loop, like it's resolved yep. in a certain amount of time, but uh, episode by episode you get to know the, the characters better. Yeah. Um, I mean, even, even just the simple thing of like, um, you know, a, someone was driving in the middle of the storm and they got – they ended up in a crash and you've mm. got to, you know, use the jaws of life to sort of get them out and all this sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And you can sort of have, you know, some other things happening with um, with first responders. You know, they're, they're trying to calm calm the person in the car. They're, they're trying to do all the work, you know, saving them. But yeah. also. I, I somewhat hesitate to go here again because we do it so often, but mm-hmm. story lists. <laughs> I, I mean, it kind like of feels like could yeah. be that sort of thing again, where you you because then you can have situations where you've got a story, you've got an episode essentially where it's it's that a main character dies, yeah, or someone you have got to know, but it doesn't. It's not necessarily Jimbo, the helicopter driver. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know you, you make a bit more of a. Uh, an informed choice based on the state of their game up to this point and who they've met <laughs> based on other choices to say, okay, the helicopter, whoever that is, is going to die because they've, you know, or, 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 you know, when you're writing the story, it's okay, do they have enough of a like relationship points with the helicopter driver yeah. versus uh, an ambulance driver or someone else or a paramedic or something? And, yeah, you... You kill them off and you make it a big dramatic thing. <laughs> oh, God. But it's going to feel really personal, right? Because yep. hopefully they've, they've built rapport with that character based on all your other little storylets and episodes up until that point. Mm. Um, well, yeah, and, and because of the way storylets can, can sort of go, you can obviously choose random based on certain uh, things that have happened in the past. That's and- it, yeah. Like if you haven't managed, if you haven't romanced anyone, then that's it. Just all it does is is that whole tree of storylets is essentially unavailable to you at this point. But there's plenty of other types of dramatic things that can come in, yeah, to take advantage of. Oh, like you focus more on work. Okay, like this is you know a storylet that makes use of your particular skills or something. Yeah. Um, what you can also have in like my wife and I we watch. Station 19 and Grey's Anatomy at the same time because they're related. Right. Um, and what they what they quite often have is, like, people who have been rescued sort of almost fall in love with mm. the, the people that actually have rescued them. So you mm. can have that recurring character of come, yeah. them coming in and, and going, oh, I was just thinking, you know, I had I had the the spare chocolates, you know. I thought I'd I thought I'd bring them down for for you and you and the team, yeah. and you know, always inserting themselves into. Well, that's why, yeah. I, I mean, that's why I like story that's in that sense of your choices can have such an effect, but then you can do these actual narrative hooks. Like it's almost like in Papers Please, like there's that guy who constantly comes back with the forged papers, or like yeah. he's constantly trying to get in. Or in Starfield, and I think this was in Skyrim and stuff as well, you've got, like, your biggest fan or whatever yeah. who pops up and and has particular things. You can have that sort of thing, except it can be someone... It's not just a, hey, now he's a random character we're going to throw in. It's, oh, this was the result of your actions. It might have gone a different way. If you yep. didn't save that person, 
okay, then maybe you wouldn't know it, but maybe we just bring some like in a future story that it might lead to yeah, that to summary else. line. The, the good the good thing is, like, especially with any of these rescue sort of things, it doesn't necessarily just have to be the... I mean, yes, we've we've come into it from the typhoon, but that can mm-hmm. just be one oh, of the many storylets yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that happen in this. Like, I'm thinking if it's set on an island, that could be kind of cool. Yeah. So you get to know a lot of the locals and all that sort of stuff, and you yeah. sort of... Yeah, that makes sense. Like, some sort of island rescue, and then it gives you a wide variety uh, of things... Where, yeah, you've got house fires, you've got, you know, big storms that are, you know, cars have come off the road, and you've got, yeah, you've got, like, coastal stuff, and you get the nippers involved. (laughs) (laughs) God. (laughs) You haven't watched it? Go and watch Nippers on Grouse House. (laughs) It all goes to shit when (laughs) they downloaded that priest onto the USB. (laughs) They knew they'd gone too far. (laughs) Okay, we've got time for one more. Yeah, one more quickie. Three, two, one, click. Enforcement. Stork. As in S-T-O-R-K. Yeah, the good. That's what I was hoping for. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is definitely something around storks delivering babies. Yep. But you're one of the enforcer storks. Mm -hmm. So you're the one who, like, when... When the babies get delivered to the wrong parents, you're you're the one who has to oh go and clean up the mess. Go and like, clean up the mess and like yeah okay. <laughs> there's there's something about like investigating investigating other stalks and you know effectively you're you're like internal affairs almost for the stalk delivery. Yeah. Okay. Who's in the movie Stalks? That's no. Very, okay, it's. It covers certain things here, but yeah, we'll try to veer away. Very from cool. That. Okay, so you've got storks delivering babies to houses. Sometimes they get it wrong. This is sort of somewhat from the movie, but like maybe sometimes they want to keep the children, like they don't want to deliver them, and mm-hmm. then you're chasing down. They essentially kidnap the children. Yeah. Uh, what other what other enforcement things would you come up against? I guess. I'm thinking that occasionally, like, obviously they they get, um, the stocks have to get paid somehow. Mm. And I think that sort of comes in from some sort of payment from the, from the, from the families, from the families and that sort of stuff. And where, pay for the delivery, there's a delivery fee, (laughs) delivery fee sort of, sort of thing where maybe there's, maybe there's a gang of stocks that are actually, Mm. you know, um, where, where the, crimes. Well, basically, they're, they're trying to get more money out Embezzle of them. Embezzle or something. Or, no, like, oh, like defraud. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hold, hold, hold the baby hostage. It's like, okay, well, right. we're, we're, right. we're not going to deliver the baby until you until you pay us more. Yes. You know? uh, yeah, I can't think of the word now either. Yeah. Not blackmail. It's the other one that's kind of yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so annoying. Ransom sort of thing. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a special word for it. Yeah. But. Okay, um, but yes, you can you can have those in there too. And I think also situations where like the the humans have defrauded the storks in some way, like they're mm. getting babies they shouldn't have gotten or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, like there's always this one this one family who like they they're getting multiple babies mm. a year. 
Mm. And how is this possible? Like, mm. yeah. how do, and maybe this is something that we have the opportunity to go into then. How do this, how do the storks get contacted? Yeah. Like how do they know that a baby is due? How does the baby contract actually occur? Like, yeah. How, and then how does the DNA. <laughs> well, a, a mummy and a daddy, they, they call a toll free number. <laughs> <laughs> And and the stalk correspondent the stalk, comes. The stalk the stalk agent comes to their door and comes to the door and and shows the them the brochure and and they choose out of the brochure. They choose the baby. <laughs> they they choose They've they choose the, the um. There's still randomness. They can't mm. they can't choose boy no. girl that sort of stuff. It's just like choose. You know, put put down your top three choices here, mm-hmm. and or number them, number them one to ten. <laughs> it's like ranked voting. <laughs> and then, do they just like take a sample of DNA from yeah. each parent and? Yeah, and then they then they try to find one that is a close match. <laughs> right. Okay. So it's not even that they use the DNA to create oh, no. the child. Oh no! They just have chi- children Where from the, the baby children? field. From right, they they yeah. pluck them from the baby field. Yeah. Okay, so that's where some of the randomness comes in. Yeah, it's it's just based on preference and what's available, what's in stock, what's in stock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that. Well, and then particularly if you're, if you're well, the enforcement, enforcement the enforcement in- can also come in from the fact that this payment's late, and therefore the stock oh, has got to go in and break some knees. Right. <laughs> we delivered you your baby. You but didn't you deliver us our cash. Yeah, you haven't paid up on the payment plan. <laughs> you didn't deliver us our cash. So now we'll, <laughs> now we'll deliver you some broken legs. <laughs> Overnight delivery. <laughs> There's something about that that just, I'm picturing this small stalk coming in with a baseball bat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just in its wing, you know, bashing, the, bat, bashing it down in the yeah, other wing. Yeah, it into its wing. Threateningly, yeah, intimidating. That's fun, and of course, the dad's knees get broken first. Yeah, it's like that's a warning. Fair. Yeah, that's a warning. Well, don't next don't the mum, then the baby. <laughs> well, actually, it goes baby then mum because oh. you know the. <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> I don't know if we want it, to it gets the message across, like. <laughs> um. But I like as an enforcer, maybe you make it to be detect like your detective, and you are having to like go out to the baby fields and talk to, you know, the people who work them, and like you're trying to yeah. solve, like you end up in the big case, mm. and and you're you're tracing down leads in all these aspects of the stalk industry. Oh, I'm just wondering, like, are some of the babies that have been delivered coming from not the not the baby fields, but Ooh. actually from like a lab. So there's some cloning happening here, right? To make to better make the preference. They're saying that you yep. can, if you pay more, you can ha- you can have your exact preference because we will actually and genetically and engineer and genetically this. engineer a yep. child, which is kind of scary. Mm. Mm. I, I don't know. It I, goes I, all the way. To I kind of like the idea of you know kind of like Arkham Asylum and that sort of stuff, but having the different vision, vision modes, that, modes? You can, that the stalk can go into. Baby like, mode. It's like, okay, I'm tracking, I'm tracking, you know, these, um, 
you know, claw prints sort of things mm-hmm. from, from these stalks. So you need to be able to narrow in and go, okay, I'm, I'm tracking, tracking this particular thing. And so That's you can not just- a, those aren't stalk prints. That's a heron. <laughs> <laughs> they look exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the same model. <laughs> it's a different file, but it's the exact same file. Like, as in, it, it's file. What do you mean? Yeah, in, within the game code. So, the, oh right, right. When they look into it, it's like heron prints and, and stork yeah, prints. Yeah. They are exactly bite for bite, but the one's name is yeah. <laughs> stork and one's name is heron. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's all that we have time for. Yeah, I think let's let's stop right there. Uh, if you'd like to find all of our previous episodes online, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. They're all up there. Give them a listen. Yeah, please do. Uh, if you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that song is called Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure by the band Kuradust. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Boulder Dash, now in 3D. <laughs>